into the deep end And get back what's gone round And you've been keeping Down the aisles between the rows We're back once again. Movie Mayhem Podcast. Your boys, Matt, Brian, and round two, baby. Oh, bracket two. round one. Round bracket one. Two. Bracket division, division two. Two of the action movie tournament. Tournament. All right. So, guys, if you didn't listen to the last the last episode, an absolute fight. Yeah, a bloodbath. A bloodbath. Yeah, where we're doing uh, a March Madness style uh, a four division uh, uh, bracket tournament for. Uh, what what is our favorite action movie? That's true. Yeah, and what should be like our favorite action should should hold the banner with the Hall of Fame action movies that we already have. Yeah, like what is like something that's gonna definitely go in there? Right, exactly. Because we do have some movies that we revere. Yes, you know, we a lot of them are. Highly. A lot of them are in the Hall of Fame. Yes, let's just say that. Die Hard, D- uh, uh, Star Wars, T two, uh, maybe the Bad Boys. Is the Men in Black in the Hall of Fame? I think it is, yeah. It might actually be, It may be, actually yeah. be, yeah, because it was a fun uh, time. Yeah, uh, uh, but, you know, which one of these are the best? The so best. How, how, are we, how are we talking about this, right? How, what, what, what's our criteria? So it's not a strict rubric, but no. from the last uh, division that we went through, it seemed like what we hold highly is one, um, the action itself, stunt work, choreography. Uh, cinematography. Know, cinematography. Pacing. Yeah. Uh, you know... Uh, even the music involved with it, a whole lot of a yeah. whole lot of. Um, but on a grander scale, grander scale, we also look at how this action influenced the genre, influenced our culture. You know, it, uh, did it did it save the movies? Yeah. Did it, did it did it evolve the movies? Do people revere this franchise as a religion now? Mm. You know, um, or are movies made differently now because of this movie? Right. You know, and. The answer is yes for many of the movies many, on this list. Many. So, last uh, episode we talked about franchises. We talked about overall franchises right. where there's more than three good ones in a franchise, except for Bad Boys, which there's there's only three. So there's it, only three. Right. Um, but yeah. Bad Boys One and Bad Boys Two are undeniably yes. good. that it could carry over. It carries. Uh, and you know, th- we had a great matchup. We had great matchups. Uh, <laughs> One real like hard fight, which I didn't think it was going to be that hard of a fight between Star Wars and Lethal Weapon. Uh, but Star Wars and John Wick were our final two of it. Sounds and, correct. And John Wick took it in the end. Yeah. So this week we're going to do franchise movies, but there may be only one good one. Right. We're taking movies that have a franchise behind them. Mm-hmm. But if you want to watch these movies, you really only want to watch one of them. Yeah, you can stop at one. Yeah. What What are some examples? What are our seeds? So we, okay. Do you want to get right into it or do you want me to go over this? Go through the seeds. Let's go. Go through the seeds. So our number one seed is The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Our number two seed, Top Gun Maverick. Right. Number three seed, Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Number four seed, The Mummy from 1999. Amazing. Number five, RoboCop. Yeah. Number six, Aliens. Mm-hmm. Number seven, The Raid Redemption. Mm. And number eight, Men in Black. Men in Black won in our play-on round. 
which is an episode you could find here on any podcast distributor. Yeah, so all of these movies, they're revered classic movies. Mm. But if you look at their sequels, or in some cases the movies tough, that came tougher before watches. them. Yeah, Much exactly. tougher watches. Yeah, exactly. And we were talking a little bit earlier about Die Hard, because you have there is a soft spot for those who live in the major metropolitan New York area for Die Hard 3. Yeah. But the other ones are kind of like... Ugh. Yeah, they get worse and worse. Yeah. Other than that. Um, you know, and and you can see how for every movie on this in this division, you have like one, The Matrix, good. Some mm. people like The Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. But I call those people liars. Yeah. Anybody can look at all three and, and recognize the first four. That's right. Oh, God. There's, there's the fourth one. There's Resurrections. Ma- yep. Anyone could look at all those, and especially Resurrections, and realize there's really only one quality movie. That's right, yeah. Same thing with, uh, with um, The Mummy. The, right? yeah. the Mummy 2 is fun. The Mummy Returns. It's a good, goofy time. It's a good, goofy time. The Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, less so. Mm. All right? But I, I think it's like an action movie rule that once your sequel brings Jet Li in, it's yeah. doomed to, as the bad guy, <laughs> it's doomed to fail. It's doomed to fail. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Lethal Weapon 4, once they brought in Jet Li as the bad guy, tough. they stopped making Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah. You know? Same thing with The Mummy. Yeah. Well. But The Mummy 1, all-time classic. All-time classic. Yeah. It's the only movie that's recreated, that's faithfully and, you know, uh, successfully recreated the Indiana Jones recipe. That's true, yeah, because you have a... Well, we'll talk about it when we get to we'll that. We'll talk about it when we get to we'll it. About, we'll, we'll, Men we'll, in Black. Men in Black. I love Men in Black. That's another New York movie. Yeah. It's a fun time. It captures the spirit. It has a lot of... And if you're not paying attention to it, you're missing a lot of, like, deeper meaning to things. Um, And it does a lot of things that... It does a lot of new things mm. that movies haven't done before. But if you watch Men in Black 2, Men in Black 3... And what's the fourth Men in Black with Chris? Men in Black International. International M I B I. Yeah. Yeah. Le- yeah. Yeah. It's not that great. No, quite the opposite of. It should have been called Interstellar or Intergalactic. Yeah. Ooh, Intergalactic. Inter- Men in Black Intergalactic, because it kind of rhymes. Yeah. Um, Intergalactic with Men in Black ticks. Oof. Yeah. We we're towing a line on that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but. You get the theme. You get the idea. Let's go into let's go into the 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 first matchup. Okay, our first matchup. Uh, do you want me to mix it up? Not like how we did last week. Instead yeah, of just going one. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's good. All right, Phil. First one. I'm gonna do. We're gonna do the two versus seven seed. Okay. So it's Top Gun Maverick mm. versus the Raid Redemption. Mm. Now you'll see two wildly different action yes. movies, and you'll also see that not every movie, not every movie here has a franchise of all stinkers. No. People love Top Gun One. Oh yeah, Top Gun One's yeah yeah. And if you like Raid Redemption, you probably appreciated the second Raid too. Right. Um, you know the same thing goes for Die Hard, uh, not Die Hard, uh, Aliens. Right. Alien One is good. Yeah, I'm not saying these are not saying that any of these other movies are bad. Yeah. We're just saying that these are the strongest ones of those franchises. And to that end, we are only going to be talking about those movies and right. not the rest of the movies yeah. in those franchises. That's going to be the tough part because yeah. you want to be like, well, and this, this, and this. Yeah. But this paid off here and right. this. And they... You could say that Top Gun Maverick just did Top Gun for the first half and the Star Wars for the last half. Yeah. But you can't. But you can't. Even though it did, but you can't. But but you can't. Uh, you can't bring that up. Or rather, you, it's not. Okay. It's not something we're considering. So to get into this, yeah. you introduced me to the raid. I did. I never heard of it until you brought it up. Mm-hmm. And when we watched it, floored, fucking yeah. banger of a movie. Yeah, absolute banger. It was made. Like I looked into it, it was made for like a million dollars. A little yeah, bit I know. more. Yeah. Um, 
you look at it and you look at the sets, like the real sets, it's like they had maybe two apartments, mm -hmm. they had an open room, and they had like two flights of stairs. Yeah. And then they just went nuts. Yeah, and they created a skyscraper out of it. An absolute, like, uncalculable amount of floors. You, this movie, I'm going to say this, this movie is the only movie in our entire 32 movie list mm -hmm. that was, that is not American. Right? Not American made. Well, it depends on what you consider Rebel in the Bronx. I think that one's an American movie. Okay. Yeah, because it takes place in America. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> okay. The, the, the plot of the, the movie does. Plot, yeah, I was going to say. The plot of the movie What part does. of the Bronx do you think that yeah. was? <laughs> um, and, but if you look at that movie versus, like, a lot of Jackie's, like, Chinese movies, yeah. there's a clear distinction. Yeah, very right? clear, yeah. Um, but anywho, uh, uh. Is the only movie that was, you know, produced, filmed, everything. Yeah. Everything was, uh, you know, not America. It's Thai? Taiwanese? I think Indonesian. Indonesian, correct. Indonesian. Indonesian. Yeah. And uh, that said, it still managed to change the action game around the world. Everybody thinks that John Wick is what revitalized action. There'd be no John Wick without the raid of redemption. That's very true. Because, yeah. like, yeah, this, was, this came out... Middle of like the takens, the yeah. identities, the shaky cams. Like you the pull away, cuts yeah. per hit. You like, yeah, exactly. When you see a punch, they, they you see like forty different fucking cuts, and mm -hmm. you're not really getting what you, you're thinking is good action because that's what you've been seeing. Mm -hmm. But then you actually get to re you see everything kind of play out again, yeah. which is you know tremendous. Yeah, my dad watches a lot of action movies, mm. and a lot of them are bad. Mm. Right, but you know he he goes through the depths and annals of like Amazon Prime and Netflix right. to catch these shitty action movies, and a lot of them I'm looking at the fighting, and I'm just like, this is nearly incomprehensible. Right, and uh, for my dad, it's just like, yeah, people are fighting, right. so I'm happy. Yeah, you know, but when he watches like a really good action movie, like when he watches The Raid, he appreciates it. He knows it's a step above the the rest. Same. Did, did your dad see Top Gun Maverick? He did. I took him to see Top Gun, and I took him to see John Wick Four, <laughs> uh, and he loved he loved them both. Yeah, yeah, because he, that's the thing. He did fall asleep in the middle of, of John Wick Four. But I did too. Yeah. I did too. But when I had a very hard, busy day that day. It was hard not to. It was very. It's a lot of it is a lot of nothing. In yeah. John Wick Four. Yeah. But here's the thing about Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Not only is it the most American movie ever made. Sure. Of all time. Uh, it doesn't have a, a, a legit enemy. Well, it does have an enemy, but it doesn't have a clear enemy of who mm -hmm. it is. It is a foreign power. Well, it makes the movie timeless, something right. like that. Uh, timeless. It's not going to be Red could, Dawn. Like, and you could sell it at anybody. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing about Top Gun Maverick, and also the thing about The Raid, is that you feel the action. Like, you feel, mm -hmm. and you're sitting in there... And especially when you get to see it in the theater, you're sitting in, and you you feel like you're going ten G's with Maverick. Yeah. You you like that first like that first flight. Yeah. When you're like, boof, boof, and you're like, God damn. Yeah, you get thrown back in your you chair. Thrown back. Yeah. I got to see it in just regular IMAX, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, this is this is what movies are were made for. Like this is what you're supposed to see on the big screen. You're yeah. supposed to see like, it is this like bombastic, this ridiculous kind of like. Uh, movie that everything else doesn't matter in it. So like what like he was like Jennifer Connelly's single in this movie, unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you don't you don't let that one go. No one snapped. No, no one snatched. Yeah, no one snatched one up. Come on now. Miles Teller is likable. He just manages just to cross the line and like, be likable. Yeah. Glenn Howerton or whatever his name is, mm -hmm. 
also likable in this movie. Well, he's kind of a well, dick. Well, he does play a dick. He does play a dick, but yeah. he's funny. Uh. You know, they uh, they they really they really try with this movie to like yeah, like oh the new Top Guns are gonna be here, but then old Top Gun comes back and he's like no nah, you're not Top Guns yet right you're little guns yeah you're bottom guns you're bottom guns yeah. <laughs> oh man that's just like another layer to the Top Gun is super gay uh, discussion oh, yeah, no. isn't it I was gonna say this is this is also very super gay yeah but what's they added great, a couple girls doesn't it help. doesn't matter doesn't help because it's also very like <laughs> it's kind of like how Stella got her groove back mm. with airplanes. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And, and two-sided football. <laughs> two-sided football to which if I was John Hamm and I saw that I'd be like, oh, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Dogfight football. Uh-huh. They got to play offense and defense. So say, like, uh, why don't you just have them fight each other? Yeah, all right. Just have them punch each other. <laughs> Do they mean rugby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rugby. Well, they couldn't call it that because that's not American enough. They got to... Uh, what if we just play rugby? Well, what if they give him two balls? Right. Let him play with two balls. Yeah. Yeah. Tom? No. Yeah. <laughs> this He's is gone happen. too far, Maverick. Too far, Maverick. The 10G was one thing. This is... <laughs> it scrambled his brain. Yeah. But... But I'll say... But... Go on. No, I was going to say, like, and a lot of that flying is real, which I think yeah, is undeniable. Yeah. Like, you can look at, you know, the Ray like, and the and the guys who work there. They are martial artists. They are stuntmen. Mm-hmm. So they knew exactly what they were doing. But a lot of these guys who were flying had to learn how to fly. Yeah. And then were just like shot into this fucking wild thing. And they'd had to shoot, like they had to take cameras into the cockpit themselves yeah. and then shoot themselves. And apparently if they fucked up, they had to go out and do it again. So like that's just a lot. It's a lot of like work and yeah. effort that you know they put into that. And it showed the movie took like 14 years to come out. Well, it was Once done they, in 2019. Yeah, but and then COVID then happened. COVID. Yeah. And they made the tough call and they waited until people were going back to 2021, movies. 2022, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? They didn't put it straight to DVD or no. straight to streaming. And you know Steven Spielberg was right. He saved he saved us. He saved us. <laughs> no, when you say he do you mean Tom? Tom, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom saved us. <laughs> Glory be. <laughs> uh, now, here's what I'll say, right? There's, uh, how many times do they go in the air and fly? Well, they had that whole, like, middle training montage. Right. They had the thing in the beginning. The Tenji? The Tenji in the beginning. Okay. They have the training montage right. with the kids. And then they have... Top Gun doing Top Gun stuff, and then they have when a, he does the the run when he does the run, yeah. just the dry run, yeah. and then he goes does the the regular run, and right. then they have the final. There's like sixteen acts in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So they're in the air like maybe five times on like on, there's five scenes yeah. dedicated to being in the air to being in the air. Yeah, and then one on the water. Let's not forget his harrowing boat adventure with. Oh yeah, oh my god! I completely forgot about that. Uh, with Jen, yeah, with Jen. To humanize our Lord and Savior, Tom Cruise. It didn't work. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they tried. All it did was just like, damn, those are some jeans. You know? G-E-N-J-E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The G-E-N-E-S on Jennifer yeah. Connelly and the J-E-A-N-S on, on Tom so Cruise. Eli Strauss and just good genetics. Yeah. Yeah, you know those jeans are American-made. Yeah. God right. damn. God damn. Um, Two institutions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um, the Raid Redemption has a 
combination of every type of combat mm. that you would expect in an action movie. We've got gunfights. We've got knife fights. We've got hand-to-hand combat. We've got explosions. We've got more hand-to-hand combat and swords and like he has like machetes. He stabs a wall. Yeah. They, and kills a guy on the other they side. They fight with the chain. Chains. They fight in a, in a sweaty basement. The basement is sweating. That's how hot the yeah. action is. Yeah. And, you know, they they managed to use, they managed to do so much with so little. It's kind of like a, it's a huge contrast between Tom Cruise uh, right. and Top Gun, who they put so much money into making sure, th- and this was perfect. Yeah. You know, like, this movie was aided by the U.S. government. Yeah, they literally were given precise. actual jets yeah. to fly in to make this work. You know, the, <laughs> the the crew behind Raid, I think, was like seven people. It was like, yeah, seven people and a director who also, yeah. I think he directed... Who probably also had to step in and right. do some stunts. No, he, no he's, a, he's a little white guy. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. It's not them. It's Gareth Edwards, I think. Yeah, it's not them. Yeah. But, uh... Man, I think there's something to be said about the people in the raid making a movie that is... Gareth Evans. Gareth Evans. That is bloody and violent, you know, gory, but at the same time, there's a a thing of beauty to it. You know, there's a level of grace to it that you could see, like, when they later on, they went on to make The Night Comes For Us, and... That, well, one, that was the same team, different director. Same team, different director. And you could see that one kind of leaned a little too far into the gore for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and and kind of strayed away from like the, um, I don't want to say the artistry. I think the human element got yeah. replaced by the uh, stunts. By packs of blood. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of like a lot of the story didn't connect because mm-hmm. they were like, well, this has to lead to the next fight scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think... For what little it had to still make something that coherent that goes on to inspire movies like John Wick, movies like Dread, you know. Um, I inspire is such a yeah understatement. Nice, a, a nice term. It's generous. It's yeah. very generous to Dread. Um, I, I, you know, this is a tough one for me. All right, I know you're a huge Top Gun Maverick fan. Are you leaning towards Top Gun Maverick? Because I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm... Cause here's the thing about what I'll say about this. Yeah. As fucking cool and awesome as Top Gun was. Sure. And has it, it, it reaffirmed my faith not just the movies, but in America itself. Wow. I will say the raid still has the better action. And it I would does, I would right? I would vote for the raid. It does, right? It, it's so much cool because you know what the thing is? It's personal. Yeah. Because there's a story of two brothers in the raid mm-hmm. and it, it's very ham fist, but it works out. Yeah. Works out in the end. And, and, you know, there's just something... Nothing stays in my... Nothing from Top Gun stays in my mind. Right. The way Evo smashing a guy's head in to three different, like, <laughs> light fixtures. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. And then, like, kicking his head off. Yeah. Nothing stays in my mind quite like that. No. You know? I... I will... or, or, or when he, like, kicks a guy's legs off from under him and he comes down and, like, breaks his neck on, like, yeah. a door frame... Still nothing good. nothing Still good. holds up like that. Yeah, so I would I'll vote for the raid. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> raid moves on. Raid moves on. Raid moves on. What's next? The Mummy 1999 versus mm. RoboCop. Look, The Mummy's one of my favorite movies. I know RoboCop like nailed the satire. I know RoboCop nailed the violence. Um 
But I, I think as far as action goes, I think Robocop being that stiff while, you know, yeah, yeah. could tink. It, that's could the thing. Tink. He is very stiff. Yeah. He, a lot of things happen around him. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the effects are a product of things that at the time were, were of course, like state of the art. But I think where they were, a lot of these technologies were in their infantry, their infantries. Infancy? Infancies, thank you. I was like, <laughs> infantry, infantries. Is, infantry is certainly not the word, but I can figure out infancies. Infancies. And so, like, like a lot of the stop motion uh, uh, robots and stuff yeah. like that, I feel like. The they, blue screen, the. The blue screens. Yeah. I think the thing is, when you look at a movie like RoboCop, yeah. and you can look at it as a political satire, which it is. It is. You know, and it's Paul, a good one. Paul Verhoeven, mm. very, you know, heavy-handed with, like, this, you're militarizing police, this is, yeah. the, this is like, you won't be happy until this happens. Like, his, his other thing, Starship Troopers, where people yeah. didn't like, because they're like, oh, man, this movie's just, like, pro-fascism. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. That's the point. Right. Because fascism is dumb. And then, but you look at... And then, yeah, you look at RoboCop saying, like, you got the moment where he shoots the guy in the dick, mm-hmm. where he goes through the wall and he grabs the uh, mm-hmm. the, the mayor or whatever, the, the, the person, the person in office who's shooting out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, him fighting ED, uh, Ed 209 yeah. on the stairs and the kind of tips over. Right. Very hokey. A little hokey. And then the final fight in the... Uh, you know, they do manage to squeeze a pretty personal story into oh, it. Oh, yeah, too. a beautiful story yeah. um, that... Yeah, of of Alex Murphy. Alex Murphy figuring out who he is again. Right. And the humanity shining through the machinery. Oh my god. Beautiful story. Yeah. But come on. Does it beat that wild card Rick O'Connor? Look. <laughs> Here's what I'll say, right? The a lot of the effects from the mummy, one, mm-hmm. Uh, we watched it uh, like within the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was also a lot of technologies that a lot of a lot of placement because a lot of those CGI effects were not like they had no stand-ins for that. Mm-hmm. So he was just acting off of nothing. Mm-hmm. But when I see Rick O'Connell swinging that sword, mm. you know, knocking, you know, uh, a guy juggling a mummy juggling his head, and Rick right. O'Connell smacks it into the camera, <laughs> big old baseball swing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think for me, for me, right, uh, what's equally important as the effects, I say on the effects, mm. if you account for in time, right. right, I think they're both on par. I think the effects on the mummy are a little bit better. I'm just going to... You're going to give it to mummy? I'm going to give it to mummy. I'm going to give it to mummy. Yeah, because We'll I, save this argument for the next round. Yeah, because I love RoboCop. Yeah. But I... And I also did seed this, so I don't know why I did this, but like, I think the thing is with RoboCop, it is such like a... It is a niche action movie mm-hmm. to the fact that it's like, it is making fun of you for liking action movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's basically it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like this horrible story of what happened to this this poor man whose life was ruined. Yeah. And now all he is is his job. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah, fucking, he shot up those goddamn drug dealers. <laughs> so, yeah. And also, yeah, and also one of the best, one of the best lines in any movie when uh, Kurtwood Smith Walks into the, uh, to, uh, fucking Manuel Ferrara's house and he's like, bitches, yeah, leave. bitches leave. <laughs> F- fantastic stuff. Yep. Fantastic yep. stuff. So Mummy moves on. Yes. Here we go. Let's talk. Die Hard versus Aliens. Now, not Alien, Ridley Scott's Alien. This is James Cameron's Aliens. Mm. This is a battle of the slow burn. 
I think. Okay. We we all know Aliens takes 40 minutes to start. She's, <laughs> yeah, she's got to get forklift certified. Sorry. You mention this every time we talk about Aliens. You mention that she gets forklift She certified. has to. Like you watch, <laughs> you watch the training process. Yeah. You watch her go to therapy. Yeah. Get a new cat. Or get the old cat. It was the old cat. It's the same cat? I think it was the same cat. Mm. And then have yeah, her... Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah. And then have her talk to Paul Reiser, which is a lot worse than you think. And her then, talking to Paul Reiser her, or Paul Reiser in general? Just Paul Reiser in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets forklift. And then Michael Bean teaches her how to just drive a forklift. Yeah. But mm. once she's certified... Oh. Then it's... <laughs> it's, game, it's game over, man. Game over. But, uh, you know... But it's not actually, because then they still have to go to planet. Game begins, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still have to go to the planet. Right. There's like a ten minutes dedicated to everyone waking up, right? Um, and the first thing Sarge does is throw that cigar get in his that mouth. That cigar in the mouth. I think honestly, he doesn't get enough credit for carrying me through the first forty minutes of Aliens before anything starts. Right. Before you see an alien. <laughs> but once that thing starts, it is balls to the wall. Uh, high paced, high action, guns, explosions, you know, quips, one liners, panicking. It's, it, it's all of it. Is you're in this place, you're trapped with the with these insurmountable monsters coming at you from all angles, and all you're trying to do is keep as many people alive and escape. Kind of like I could use that same argument for Die Hard. Kind of like Die Hard. Kind of like Die Hard. <laughs> I think the thing is with Die Hard and Aliens is that. You know, because Die Hard does take a few minutes to get going. It does too. take you. You do travel. I don't think anybody. I don't think the aliens, the, the aliens, the terrorists even show up until like twenty minutes in. Twenty thirty minutes in. Yeah. I think the thing is, there's a lot of setup because you have to find out who John McClane is as a man. Yeah. You have to find out what kind of what what his environment that he's working in. What he's going to L.A. to see his wife that he hasn't seen in months. Estranged. She's estranged. Yeah, they're still married though. Yeah. But then he finds out she's using her maiden name. Ooh. Yeah, burns. it's not a good sign. So. We find out that he is not only a stubborn man, but kind of, kind of a immature man himself. Because yeah. he, he brings it up, he's like, you know, this like, in a time where it's during Christmas, yeah. or a time where you're supposed to bring family together, and he's trying his best to like keep his marriage together. He then throws, he lobs this insult out there. Oof, bad. All right. But then he meets her coworkers, Ellis, Mister, Mister Watanabe. Yeah. And uh, just, is that what it is? Yeah, I think yeah, because Ellis is a dick. Yeah, and you hate him from yeah. the start because yeah. he's, he's he's snorting the that coke. Fiend. Yeah, and you know the, her boss, Mister Watanabe's nice guy. And you're like, oh, yeah, nice enough, yeah. nice enough guy, honorable man. It's like I don't want to see anything bad happen to this guy. Right. And what happens? Something, something bad. bad happens Something to that real nice bad guy. happens to that guy. <laughs> but then it thrusts Holly into the front line. It mm-hmm. makes her now like uh, the number one hostage. Ellis tries to be a slimy fucking businessman. What happens? He gets killed. He pays for it. Pays for it. But John, fucking, he's, I mean, he is narrating the entire movie, but he's going room to room, fucking taking out terrorists, 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 keeping track, uh, antagonizing them, just being all awesome. Yeah. Climbing walls and shit. Like, like I said, explosions, guns, quips, Mm. you know, (laughs) it's the same three. But no Bill Paxton. No packs, nope. but Alan Rickman. Ooh, Alan Rickman. Who's more of a, who's a better villain, a xenomorph or Hans Gruber? Or Hans Gruber. That's a tough one. Hans Gruber is definitely a more nuanced villain. Mm. Right? Or is he? A villain? 
nuanced. Oh, n- I think <laughs> he portrays the idea that he is nuanced, but in the end, he's just a normal thief. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and they repeat that beat in, in Die Hard 3, which we're not talking about. Um, whereas the aliens, is they're almost like a force of nature until they characterize them at the end with the queen, mm. right? The queen, uh, you gotta you gotta understand the thing with this queen, right? That The queen is a face on this faceless enemy, That's right? That's true, yeah. The aliens are, you know, monsters that we have no connection to. They just are, represent darkness and evil that these people are fighting against trying to make it through. But the queen... The queen has her own stakes in the game. The queen's children are being murdered. She's sentient. She's sentient. She's spiteful, mm. right? There, there was a time where a lot of the eggs are gone, and the queen could have just, hey, I'll, I'll, I got a couple. More. I got to pop out some new ones, you know. Right. But she doesn't. She decides to go after Ripley. She made it personal. Get and her, get it, your hands off her, you bitch. bitch. Oh, man. And thank God she was forklift certified or she would have never pulled that never off. Never pulled that off. <laughs> but the I think what both of these movies are a lot more similar than we think, right? Because mm. you have these heroes that are started off at the bottom of the ladder. Right. And they have to show ingenuity. You know, she's taping the the the, the rifle the, to the, to the flamethrower. The best comparison I've heard is that Aliens is a Vietnam movie. It is like oh, Ameri- American wow. troops go in, yeah. and they are automatically uh, like overwhelmed by a force that is has different fighting tactics mm-hmm. than they are used than they've been trained against. Mm-hmm. Uh, know the area so that they can sneak up around, and yeah. like you can't really get a good n- track of their numbers because mm-hmm. in like behind the scenes thing is yeah. that. There's only like six or seven alien costumes, but James Cameron made it look like there were thousands of them. Yeah. Because you only saw at most three on screen mm-hmm. at a time, except when they go into the fucking air vent and you see like right. all six of them climbing up, which was wild. Yes. Yes. And yeah, it. it but they it, use things like the heartbeat monitor. Right. And you like, oh God. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it, 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 is, this, it is this war that we think that we're going to just. Roll like yeah. run over. The, the and troops then, were so confident. They were so confident going in, and they were just handed their lunch mm-hmm. and get. Sp- like, you knew like off the bat when they got sprayed with acid, mm. and then the guy like lost control of his gun. Mm-hmm. It was a different game. Yeah, yeah, that's a great comparison. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Um, but Die Hard. Die Hard. It, it, it's in your face the whole time. Now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. Mm. You know? Uh, it, it, and this is so tough. Both the protagonists have a human involved that grounds them and gives them stakes. Ripley's got Newt. John's got Holly. Mm. Ah, mm. Damn. Both mm. of them crawling through vents, trying to take out these, these villains. Oh, my God. This is hard for me. This is a hard one. I'll go. I'm going to go Aliens. Ooh. Yeah, are you going to go Die Hard? I was going to go Aliens as well. Oh, really? I love Die Hard a lot, but in the end, I think there's more action mm-hmm. to be had in Aliens. Mm-hmm. And also, like, uh, James Cameron is just fucking great. Yeah. yeah. I think if you throw in the flame flowers, the explosions, the machine guns, yeah, they both have that. But then you show up a mech versus a giant alien. Mm-hmm. That's action the on another level. power loader Yeah, I mean, come on. That's action on come another on. level. Also, there's a t- uh, alien's toy line, which is pretty pretty awesome. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, What's next? 
<laughs> the number one versus number eight. It is The Matrix yeah. versus Men in Black. Look, look, look. I would pretend... This is a Hall of Fame. Give me magic. a devil's advocate. Uh, who am I? Who am I? Who's, who's the devil in this one? I think the Men in Black. Men in Black. In this one. Here's why I'll say about Men in Black, and I know Talk we. To me. I know we go about it and say that like we say this a lot. That it's almost like a joke at times, but it is a New York movie. <laughs> By what yeah. I and what I think you could take with that is if you if you are from New York, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things happening. All at once, but we're only focusing on a tiny thing, and it doesn't ignore the fact there's a lot of things happening going mm-hmm. on. It it is saying that they're like the it is, the aliens represent, the immigrants coming into New York. Yeah, it is showing that you know, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. True, very New you York know, mentality. Very New York mentality. Uh, the Mets are in it. <laughs> <laughs> Queen, the Flushing, Flushing Plaza's there. And from an action standpoint, let me add to that. You know, you have, Men in Black does things in ways that other movies hadn't done before. Everyone's got guns. Nobody has a noisy cricket. No one has a noisy cricket. I think the thing is, you, you, you take a two, the two established stars of a Will Smith mm-hmm. and of a Tommy Lee Jones, and you kind of let them just be a comedic duo mm-hmm. without it being the forefront of being a comedy to right. actually have really good comedic chemistry together. Yeah. Tommy Jones being Tommy Lee Jones obviously being the funniest one of the boat. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, also, they turned their Lincoln upside down and drove on the ceiling of the of the Lincoln Tunnel. And it was the Midtown. It was tunnel. a Midtown Tunnel. Midtown. I had a feeling, the Midtown Tunnel while listening to Elvis. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because they were going into Queens. They weren't oh, going into Jersey. That's oh, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's right. So it was the Midtown Tunnel. Um, yeah, because they were heading to to the spaceship. Yeah. Uh, now. There's all. The there's also the bridge could have worked out just as well. <laughs> well, they were about the battery, so they would have to go all the way up. To, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Now, also that final fight with uh, on the on the ships. I like this gun. Right. It, oh man. Hey, hey. It's it's, <laughs> it's good. You you. There's not a lot of hand to hand combat in. No. Men in Black. Well, because of the nature of the enemy, but right. that's no excuse. No excuse. Because in the Matrix. They're going up against agents mm. who are superhuman, super strong, hit them just as hard, and they manage to come up with, by God, the greatest gunfights, martial was, arts. I was just stunts. trying to give Men in See, Black some I know, I'm saying, you gotta give them his flowers, because that is a Hall of Fame movie, yeah, right? Gonna, but it's gotta be The Matrix. Just gonna, just gonna square that one. Yeah, it's gotta yeah, be The Matrix. Yeah. Um, shout out to Men in Black. Shout out to Men in Black. <laughs> Honestly, guys, you should watch it. If you haven't by now, it is a real fun movie. So funny. One of my favorites of all so time. So cool. Um, it also has a tremendous, like, like you don't, like... So much heart. So much heart, and also, like, the world building is so easy. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so deep, too, because it is, it takes place in a, in New York, which mm-hmm. is, uh, to be fair, a lot of strange shit happens. Yes. Let's, let's be realistic about it. You have, on one side of the street, you could have, like, billionaires fucking frolicking around to art, artisan pizza, while you have a guy on the other side wearing a... A flat brim Yankees cap, some Tim's, getting a dollar pizza. And then you have another guy, Justin in shawl, sucking his own dick on the right. corner. And then you could have fucking uh, a dog walking a human. Woody Allen dating his daughter. Like yeah. it's, it's all over the yeah, place. Yeah, it's all over. So <sighs> I love a movie that like tries to explain things that we see but never thought right. to explain before, and Men in Black does that. Yeah, aliens. aliens. That's why New York is the way it is. Yeah. Okay, so that finishes up. 
But it's only the way of how some of New York is, not how all of New York is. Because <laughs> it's like, there's only like 1,500 aliens New York. It only scratches the surface of why New York is the way it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, uh, if anything, like the aliens are that way because they're in New York right. too. It's like the aliens would have been normal if they were in like Kansas. <laughs> they were like, oh, it would be fine. But it's like, nope, you could be as weird as you want. <laughs> okay. All right. So what does that give us? Because now we got through. Yeah. So it is the mummy versus aliens and it is the okay. matrix versus the raid. All right. Let's do mummy and, and uh, aliens first. Look, it, hey. See, here's the thing. <laughs> this is the tough one. Talk to me. Because Aliens is a sci-fi, futuristic, claustrophobic war movie. Right. While The Mummy is a... Sweeping. Sweeping epic. Yeah. Going country to country. Adventure. Fantasy, I guess you Fantasy adventure. Yeah. Uh, both, uns- both, I think... It would, would would it come down to who like even the the two main protagonists and Ellen Ripley versus Rick O'Connell, mm. two totally different but two so different extremely charismatic leads that you are so engrossed by. Let's talk about the four C's. See, see if that helps us. All right, when action is not on the screen, mm-hmm. right? What we're left with, right? We are looking for charisma. We're looking for chemistry. We're looking for comedy. I forgot what the fourth C is. Character. Character. We're looking for character. Right? I'd say they both got character. Yeah. You know? Jonathan brings the comedy. Uh, uh, you know, Rick is, is our dashing hero. His chemistry with... Uh, um, uh, Annie? Yeah, no. No. Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Um, but her name's going to kill me, so we need to find it. Um, his chemistry with Rachel Weiss is... Evelyn. Unde- Evelyn. His, ra- his chemistry with Evelyn is undeniable. Right, um, and the plot is being moved forward at a reasonable way, and so we have the and, and that leads to better pacing, and mm-hmm. I do think the mummy is better paced than Alien. I think once Alien starts, it doesn't stop, but and it has fun characters. You know, Hudson, you know, and Ripley are the only two of them, and the Queen. <laughs> oh yeah, you're taking Hicks's. Hicks's, I feel like Hicks there, is there, right? Like, but it's but he's that's the Michael, Chris Pine and Wonder Woman. That's Michael Bean, though. He's he's not he's a laid back kind of guy where yeah. he's not like gonna be in your face. But I feel like his presence is felt to the fact to the effect that you could trust that he is going to not get in the way of Ripley and her closure, especially with the aliens of like just fucking nuking him. Yeah, but you, you compare it. Compare Hicks with he doesn't get in the way to Evelyn, who's instrumental. Who's, you who know? participates. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. That is a thing. And and here's another thing, right? You have uh we talked about guns, explosions, flames mm. leading up to an alien fighting a robot. That's real cool, right? But you got in the mummy, right? They managed to throw in horror elements as well. Oh yeah. Right? You have you know, other, them flying through the air with the sand guy eating them. Here's the thing. I think that they have a more clear and active antagonist. True. In The Mummy. Yeah. Um, it's Arnold it's Bos- The Mummy. Arnold Boslow is, yeah. like, he is, di- he is diabolical. Yeah. Iconic role for him. I bet, yeah. He, it, 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 it carved out this role of being the creepy 
undead dude for him. Yeah. That he, he would not have to he he would not have to work until G.I. Joe. Yeah. Oh, or Rise of Cobra. Oh boy. Uh but I think that's what helps the mummy over aliens is that you have you could root against someone mm-hmm. instead of something. You can cheer when when he gets his right because like you if they're just going going against the xenomorphs like they're just gonna go through them like paper. It's yeah. like it doesn't matter. Like that's why in Phantom Menace, like who gives a shit about the robots? Right. Like, like even Spielberg's like, well, they just go through them. It's like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like there's no stakes to it. Yeah. But you have a person. You have a thing. You have a force that's you can see. Yeah, it makes it a lot harder. And also, there's more. That leads to more variety too, because they're fighting the Magi on the boat. They're right. fighting, you know, cultists that were possessed. Right. Then they fight actual zombies, mm. and then they fight uh, not actual mummies, and then they fight the mummy himself. In Aliens, they fight aliens. You know. <laughs> and polarizer. Yeah. <laughs> The true, that's the, true, the villain. That's he the villain. wore two popped collars. Yeah, yeah. The, the future Actually, no, was, he didn't wear, and he didn't wear any collars. That's how you know he's. The future was never meant for that. Um, I'm gonna give it a mummy. I think you're right. I think I agree with you. I, I'm agreeing with you a lot more on this round than I did with the, the with the franchises. Yeah, I didn't expect because you to I think there's such, it's such a clear cut. Like it could be a clear cut like decider of how this is gonna go down. Mm-hmm. But okay, it's the raid in the Matrix. Look, everything we said about the raid, bringing back action, re, re- like revitalizing the fran- the the genre. That was because movies had lost their way and strayed away from the Matrix. Okay, you're talking about long shots showing you know choreography that the actors worked hard to make happen. The Matrix has that. What's more impactful, the message or the gospel? Does you get the message Ooh. from the gospel? Ooh, I because mm. the Matrix is the gospel. Is the one, gospel, and the raid is the message from it. Yeah, don't forget where you came from. It's true, but I'll tell you this: part, I, I hate to do this to the raid because it, you know, it was a very low budget underground film, but they had none of their stunts matched up to to. Neo hanging off, no, no, Trinity hanging off of that helicopter as it smashes into the building, rippling the windows as it cracks. There's a, a, a level, there's a scale, there's a level of grandeur of Morpheus jumping out of that building that the raid just unfortunately just didn't have the, um, the budget to pull off. Yeah, because if you, yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's I a mean, shame because why, why, yeah, because like you know you could you could look at it like I feel yeah, like I feel like this is like a jock punching a nerd. It's just it it feels like it's punching down. Yeah, but, but then again, like here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You could look at all that good shit you just mentioned in the Matrix. You uh-huh. could look at the the helicopter flap jacking into the. Uh, into the the, 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 the building. Mm-hmm. You could look at the pinpoint precision of Neo with a Gatling gun, yeah. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. You could look at what led up to that, that, that fucking lobby fight where they yeah. were just like spiraling. And also something we, I think we'll save it for the next round, but the subway fight, mm-hmm. uh, we could point to all that. And that is cool. Yes. But the one thing that, it, it had stuff, the raid did that shit 
on its own. Mm. It didn't have anything help. It didn't have a lot of C. It did, I don't think it had any CGI helping it out. Mm. It was the actual those guys throwing each other through walls. It was sorry. There's like a fire thing going on. Yeah, you hear the, the, you hear the alarm. The entire town of Seaford is yeah, burning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the yeah, all that action, like the the fight with Mad Dog in the the sweaty basement. Yeah, the fight in the drug lab. Yeah, like a lot of that. That is. And the people jumping... Oh, the, was it? The guy getting tackled through a window. <sighs> I, that is a, a legit <sighs> thing. Yeah. They're so smashing there's the, other, smashing themselves through these tables, through floors onto, through the, floors. Next, onto the next floor. Floors on top of floors. Oh. Through walls on top of walls. Smashing each other with chairs. Yeah. Yeah. There's a level of physicality and grounded, like, visceral realism. But the Matrix is the reason why it happened. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been. It, they could also I'm be sure in, the Matrix and they're, several They're probably things. also, like... And several other things. And, like, you know... You know, John Woo movies and yeah, John Woo movies, Chan's Jackie Chan movies, and, you know, a all whole that. bunch of stuff. Cinema, cinema is very influential. Yes, but for this, I think the raid made it pretty darn far. It's a good fight. It's a good fight. They had nothing to be. They had nothing, nothing but good fights in the raid. Nothing but good, nothing fights. But good nothing fights. Nothing to be ashamed of. They yeah. took down. They took down one multi-billion dollar franchise. Yeah. <laughs> you can't take down two. <laughs> it's it's going to be the Matrix. The Matrix moves on. Now this is tough. I think if you ask me, like this what is my, this in one year ninety nine, yo, the Matrix and the I'm Mummy. telling you, bro, ninety nine is a is an all star year uh, for movies. You know, I'd, I'd put ninety nine against eighty nine. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't. Know, I have to look at it, but it had Last Crusade. Eighty nine had, Last, it had Crusade. Last Crusade, Die Hard, and Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough. I don't know what I'm else not the one who said it, so yeah, I don't know what else ninety nine has, honestly. <laughs> I'm sure there's a, yeah, that's a lot of good stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of bangers in ninety nine yeah. actually. Um But let let me start telling you about about these movies. So uh <laughs> Alright. What 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 what's left to be said? A lot. A lot is left to be said, and that is, speaks volumes to these two movies, right? Um yeah, in, in I'll, I'll talk about the Matrix. I'll talk about the Matrix, right? Go right ahead. Okay, so we're talking about action, right? We are. By the way, we have a Matrix review on our uh, list, so you could always go back and listen to that. True, if you if you if you're not sure what we're talking. Also, about. we have a Mummy review, and yeah, we have a Raid review. We have a Aliens review. We have a Die Hard review. And Most of one. these movies we've reviewed, except Top Gun Maverick. Oh, we didn't, did we? No. Yeah. But I apologize, please. No problem. Um, okay. Now, two things I want to mention about The Matrix. One is that they, like I said, were able to achieve very... Uh, change the action game on multiple levels. One, with you know tight, memorable, hard-hitting choreography that they then enhanced with groundbreaking, inspired CGI. Not lazy, inspired. Mm -hmm. And wrap it around with spectacle um, and brilliant stunts. But what really brings it all together is that they created a movie in which they were able to build these characters up and the world around them to make you give a shit. You want you cheered when Neo beat uh, Agent Smith in the subway, you know. We we hooted and hollered when uh, when Neo dodged those bullets because in that fight Morpheus there he's beginning to believe and boy do we believe in him, you know what I mean? 
they they managed to get they bring you into it. They had a really sweet transition where they showed the uh, the ones and zeros dropping down. It's like he's finally getting it, and then we see what it actually is. Man, you know, and 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 then on top of that, the movie like like RoboCop does actually manage to tell uh, say a, 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 say if you have a lot of philosophical points that are that are you know very fun to to throw your mind at you know. Um, and the Joe I, Rogan experience is all based on yeah. this one question in the one. <laughs> um, so I would say, you know, that that's that's my thing for for the Matrix. It, it took everything that we love in action and it put it all together and still managed to make it not so dumb. Okay. Here's what I'll say about the mummy. Tell me. For years, mm-hmm. from 1977 to basically 1999, Hollywood has been looking to do what Harrison Ford does in his sleep. <laughs> yeah. They are trying to get this one guy who is roguishly charming, yeah. but capable in action. I was too young. You were too young. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and you didn't want to be an actor. Yeah. <laughs> Many movies leading up from, you know, since, like I said, since 77 till then, where you have this kind of basically boring white protagonist mm. trapes around the world do whatever kind of this James Bond-esque kind of but not appealing mm-hmm. they've tried they failed there's millions of them yeah. I can't, I could barely even list them it's it's almost not mind numbing how hard they tried yeah like they they wanted the Indiana Jones they wanted the Han Solo but they didn't want to pay that money yeah so then God and science created Brendan Fraser oh <laughs> <laughs> No, but Brendan, Brendan Fraser was a... Oscar winner Brendan Fraser. Oscar winner Brendan Fraser. But he, no, like, he was a young actor who didn't have a lot of, like... It didn't have many... Act, I don't even think it had one action movie to his name at that no. point. He mostly was doing... comedies. A, mostly comedies, yeah. a lot of dramas. Yeah. He had real acting chops. Yeah. They put him in this movie. Not only is he charming. Not mm-hmm. only is he physically capable. Yeah. Not only is he fucking just a magnetic presence. Whew. He's having fun, yeah. and you're seeing it. Yeah. We're out. I mean, he almost died on the set, but let I me mean, multiple times, multiple times, yeah. and his body was ruined yes. because of these movies. And the thing is, good dude, good <laughs> yeah. dude overall, great Still guy. A, so is Keanu. So is Keanu. I am not saying like this is a battle of the good guys. It's all. It's about the mummy. It's all about the mummy. Yeah. It is tough to say that this movie is better than the Matrix because I don't really think a lot of movies are better than the Matrix, especially coming out in 1999. Yeah. What I will say is that this is a little bit more enjoyable mm-hmm. than The Matrix because it is not as heavy with the messaging. Like, you don't have yeah. to worry too much. Like, like, you don't have to feel inferior if you didn't get something out of it. Right. You could just watch it. This is a standard action-adventure movie. And if you're looking for action-adventure, you're not trying to be confused right. and wonder, oh, what? It's a simple, simple go-to-a-place-get-a-thing yeah. to have a good day. Yeah. When I watch an action movie, that is, I am more looking for something I can just turn on and have a good time watching. Right. And, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't enjoy watching The Matrix, but mm. The Matrix is something you have to work at. That's true. A little bit. But like I said, it is tough to find a movie better than The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm kind of going to vote for The Matrix. I, I think I am, too. I okay. think I am, too. The Mummy is a great action-adventure movie. But I'll say this. A lot of the action is just... It's action. It's good action. Right. But I think a lot of what The Matrix did with action was very intentional and very 
you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's so much, so much goes into it. Matrix is a good time. So now we have two Keanu Reeves uh, vehicles uh, in well, the tops of their division. Good correct? news is, mm. in the next two episodes, a Keanu Reeves movie it will not certainly win. cannot be. <laughs> it certainly cannot. Because we still have the best solo movie. Yeah. And the Arnold division. The Arnold division. If you're wondering where T2 is, or it, Predator, it, 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 it's it, in the Arnold. It, yeah, it's in the Arnold. Yeah. So, I think that I think we have left room a lot for some upsets. Mm-hmm. I think when people heard, I think John Wick upsetting Star Wars was kind of a, a crazy thing. But yep. I think when you heard the Matrix in this division, you kind of it kind of was like, all right, this is like Duke in the nineties. Yeah, like it's tough not to beat them. You kind of knew, um, and, and you know, no, no, no hate to any of the other movies. No, these they're are all, those are all fantastic our favorites. movies. Yeah, they're all our favorites. Yeah, but we're talking about action. Talking about action, right? And guys, I, I think that's enough action for for one episode. Bad, don't maybe. you? Um, guys, so what is it? That's the shoot. Bang bang. Thanks so much for listening to us, guys. Um, the next two divisions, we're hoping to shake things up. We're hoping to get a couple more uh, hot takes and 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 uh, upsets, mm. you know, coming your way. You know, now that the t- a lot of the big players are out. Yeah. You know, we could really like dig into this action genre. Yeah. Um, but uh, until then, until? you can always, at any time, go and shoot us an email. Podcast at gmail.com. But first, you get us on Twitter at MovieMahamPod. <gasps> oh, my God. I ruined our... <laughs> you you, you, you ruined your my, lines. My own line. I mixed them up. Yeah, you, you jumped to the... Yeah. I, I I was wondering. I was just like, why would they just shoot us an email for no reason? <laughs> they wouldn't. They'd go on Twitter for no reason. That's right. MovieMahamPod on Twitter. On Instagram and yeah. Movie Mayhem Podcast. They would do that. That's they something would, they yeah. would do. And then if they couldn't reach us in either of those, right. then they'd shoot us an email, moviemayhempodcast at gmail.com. And then if all else fails, yeah. they could go to our letterbox right. at Movie Mayhem Podcast, where Matt's now going to be an active participant. I got the bug. He's got the bug. I, I, I did a review. You, you can tell. Afraid. You yeah. can tell there's a difference between one and two. <laughs> well, Bo is afraid demands that kind of like consideration. Most of the other movies we watch will not. No. Yeah. But until then... I, I guess that, you know. Uh, bye. Bye? Yeah. Something? Later. Bye. Peace. Maybe. Deuces. Duh.